When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app or on Dash Radio. We're there every day, Monday through Friday, even during the offseason, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific on their Nothing But Net channel. I'm also at that same time on OnSideRadio.com. So if you want more than Heat Talk, we talk Dolphins, Inter-Miami, Panthers, Marlins, NFL, and much, much more. Check out onsideradio.com for the five reason sports hour where you can hear guests from all over the network. Also five reasonsports.com where you can find all of our merchandise. Still got the heat shirts on there. Some of them for not that much longer. So make sure you get those as well as the two shirts. And of course, all of our free content, we do not charge a paywall. Also the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network to keep sports interesting, keep the NFL interesting. Go to mybookie.ag. Ever since I started out in this business, people have been asking me for advice on all kinds of things in covering sports. It's usually who's going to win and what team they should bet on. I just had a 3-0 weekend betting over at mybookie.ag. Took the Steelers money line, paired it with the Dolphins on the money line, and paired it with the Eagles on the money line and ended up winning. So you should go to mybookie.ag because I'm not that big on, on football betting and I still did okay. So give it a shot. MyBookie offers action on everything from championship futures to NFL in-game live betting. So make sure you're covered every step of the way. If you sign up at MyBookie today, when you do, use the promo code Five on the floor. That's five on the floor, all spelled out to claim a halfway match on your deposit. If you put on $200, they'll spot you another $100 to play with. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's the promo code five on the floor. So you can claim your bonus when you make your deposit again, not just the NFL, but there are UFC cards going on right now. Uh, we're sort of past the presidential prop bets, but make sure you check out everything else that's on there. They got some cool stuff. So go to my bookie. Dot .ag with code 5 on the floor. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five on the floor. Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reason Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We're going to talk about sort of a bigger picture topic today. If you want the De'Aaron Fox episode, we got into the prospects of maybe Sacramento dealing him and what the Heat might have to give up for him. You can check that out. I did that with Greg and Alex. Alf and I today, though, we're going to talk about the very, very real prospect that there's going to be another NBA season and maybe an entire NBA season this time without fans. And, and I don't really get the sense, Alf, that most fans have wrapped their heads around this. I think there was a perception that there would be one bubble and then that would be it. And then, you know, when I was up in the bubble, um, you know, talking to people around the heat and around the NBA, they were talking about maybe there'd be multiple bubbles coming up this season. Now it appears that may not be the case. They still haven't really totally decided. There's some debate about whether they would start in December, right before Christmas, so that they can benefit from the Christmas holiday, which is one of their biggest days, typically, whether they wait for MLK Day. They've kind of thrown out the possibility now. Not going to happen about waiting till March for fans because it's not clear they'd even be able to get fans in there. 
what do you think it would be like to have another season? We just got through a bubble. People were interested because they needed a diversion, right? But if they're starting another NBA season and the fans can participate on television, but not in person, we've even seen NFL fans, their summer going, if the NBA doesn't have fans. What that's, what is that going to be like? And, and what does that do to the sport? I don't know. Cause the, the bubble was like an extension of the playoffs. So there were stakes like every single night. Um, there were teams trying to play their way in, you know, it was, it wasn't the humdrum of a normal regular season. So despite the antiseptic environment, I feel like Lebetard when I say antiseptic, but outside of the antiseptic environment, um, there were stakes to everything, right? Playoff positioning, even when it wasn't, you know, about home court advantage, um, it was about who you're going to face in, in, in the playoffs, right? You know, the Heat were trying to get to that three seed to get this, you know, to avoid the Sixers when honestly they should have never been trying to avoid the Sixers. It, it, you know, everything kind of just played out perfectly, but there were a lot of stakes to those bubble games that we were watching at one o'clock in the afternoon. Now you get down to the doldrums of a regular NBA season with no fans. And let's say it's not in a bubble. Let's just say, let's say they're just playing an American airlines arena in an empty arena. I mean, I'm going to watch, you're going to watch. Maybe they let media there. Maybe we can cover the games. You know, maybe there's somehow they set up a monitor in the, in the media room and we, we you know, socially distant and do Zoom, uh, you know, right in the arena. I don't know how they're going to do it. But if there's no fans, I, I just don't know about what is going to be the quality of the games when it's not in such a controlled environment like the NBA bubble in Orlando. Like that was just like it was, that was like a cool thing to see um, uh, a regular season like Kings Knicks. Right. Um Timberwolves. Uh, well, actually, it's better not for the fans not to have to watch. Yeah, games. I mean, but, <laughs> but like, what kind of ratings are you going to get for that? Like, Tim, you know, Timberwolves right. games, like Timberwolves Bulls. Like, who's watching that? Like, so um, I, I, I don't know if the success of the bubble is is a uh, is a season long kind of thing. I, I'm really interested to see how they do it. If they start at Christmas, I think that's way too early. Um, if they start Martin Luther King Day, I think that's sufficient amount of time. I think that's a good time to start. You're you're winding down the NFL season. And I think that'll be there'll be some mm-hmm. excitement there. Like, hey, now we got basketball back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I don't know. I don't like like you said. I don't think fans have wrapped their heads around what it's going to be like hearing sneakers and you know dribbling balls when the the heat are facing the hawks on a wednesday night i don't know if if people realize it's not going to be the excitement of the bubble well one of the great things about the bubble you mentioned is they took the eight bad teams out right so it's not just that there were stakes but you didn't have to watch bad basketball but some of those that's one of the problems though with waiting until the middle of january although you know for teams like the heat and the lakers that played you know that just basically finished I understand why you'd want more time and why lebron wants more time but for teams like the bulls and the hawks and the Cavs and the knicks like they haven't played in months, you know, they haven't played since March. And, and that thing that they were supposed to do where they were going to have kind of that pseudo bubble in Chicago to get like the garbage teams together. Like they didn't end up doing that. So those teams really gotten, I remember being on the Adam silver call and there was conversation about you know, how are those teams going to stay sharp? How are they going to look at their prospects? How are they going to give their guys playing time? And none of it ever happened. And so I do think that there's going to be a push from those teams to get back on the court. And there is going to be a big push from the NBA because Christmas, the Christmas day is worth like a billion dollars to them and they need the money. 
And, and so I, I just think that, you know, if they're not going to have fans in the stands anyway, it's going to be like, OK, we're going to start sooner. They may tell the Heat and the, and the Lakers, OK, you can start a week later. But of course, they're going to want the Heat and the Lakers, particularly the Lakers on Christmas Day. Right. So they're going to have to start then. I, I think the other thing about it that's going to be a little weird is that a big part of this is that, you know, you had the bubble and you didn't have fans there. Right. But but you kind of didn't expect to have fans. You had the virtual fans. Now it's the question of if you're going to send somebody to a 20,000 like playing in an empty American Airlines arena is not going to look the same or feel the same as playing in that virtually empty building in Orlando that I went up to. Okay. Where the place is so small anyway, that it didn't feel ridiculous. Okay. And then yep. you could put the virtual fans in, but like in AAA, like it's going to look ridiculous and it's gonna look I, I cavernous, cavernous, and cavernous. Yeah. Right. And, and, and as good as the NBA is with that stuff and they'll partner with Microsoft or whatever again, and they'll try to make it cool, but it's not going to feel the same. And then there's the other part of this. That's like, okay, so you're not going to have fans because you're trying to be COVID safe, but you're going to send players around the country to play in empty buildings, like on planes. And that's that's the other part of this that I know. I know baseball did it, but we saw the problems baseball had. Yeah. Um, So I, I don't. I don't know that it's workable. The NFL's had some problems, but again, the NFL doesn't travel to the extent of the NBA. I know another of the conversations is possibly clustering the game. So in other words, you know, if the Hawks, the Hawks play the heat typically four times, right? Because it's Southeast division. So if they still, they might be three times because the schedule might be shorter, but it's four times. You basically have the Hawks play two in Miami, right? So that you cut down on the travel. And then when Miami goes to Atlanta, they play two, but what is even the point? Like, I mean, it's not like if the team has a home court advantage, they have a home bed advantage, I guess, but not. A, so I, all of this is going to make it strange. And I'm kind of with you that this is the real risk that the bubble felt new, right? It felt unique. It felt pressure packed every day, right? All these teams in the same place, teams trying to impress other teams. It felt like a big tournament from the very beginning. Yeah. This, this is not going to feel like that at all. No, it's it's not going to feel it's going to feel like a it's going to feel like a forced NBA season. Um and it's it's not going to be I don't think it's going to be aesthetically pleasing. We already know it's it's tough to get excitement in the beginning, you know, the early days, the early months of an NBA season. It's tough to to really build up excitement for, you know, a game against the Hornets. This is going to be even worse. So I like I'm almost hoping they don't use the regular arenas. I'm hoping they use smaller venues. Um, and then part of the thing that we found out with COVID, right? We're looking at, you know, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci right now, but we see cases spiking everywhere. Like we're we're in, mm. I love how people call it like the second or third phase, like the first phase ever ended. <laughs> but right. we're we're right. in a phase right now, like it's worse than ever. So there is no, oh, we'll cut down on travel and it'll be safer. As long as you're traveling, it's unsafe. As mm-hmm. long as you're not in a bubble, it's not safe. You know, you're going to get positive tests. And are you going to be the NFL and, the, and, the, and Major League Baseball where you just accept the positive tests and keep pushing forward? But the, the difference is there's 25 guys on a Major League Baseball team. There's 50-something guys on an NFL roster with practice mm-hmm. squads. What do you do when four guys on a 15-man NBA roster get sick? Right. You and and no, it's 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 problematic. There's no question. You, you it's 
the NBA is 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 specifically susceptible to an outbreak of COVID on a team. It, it, I would find it very hard to believe that if a, an assistant coach gets sick, that thing doesn't spread like wild wildfire throughout a locker room. And and you go you go down three, four, five, six players. Remember when the Marlins had like eight guys out? Yeah, they had a twenty five man well, roster. Playoffs somehow. No, it was crazy. I, and and somehow they made the playoffs. But you're right. I mean, there there is this risk, and there's also this risk of. You know, Adam Silver has built now this sterling reputation for basically being the one leader in this country who figured out a way to deal with COVID and still progress his own business uh, and salvage something. But he doesn't want to be the guy who's out there being the Rob Manfred, you know, who has Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts. Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, has, uh, you know, what are, what are the Dodger players, you know, just totally violates protocol and runs out on the field without, you know, takes a picture without a mask after he tests positive and is pulled out of the game in the seventh inning of the last game of the world series. Like Adam Silver's not that idiot, right? Like he's not Manfred. He's not to a certain extent. He's not Goodell. Uh, he's, he's not going to want to make those kind of mistakes. And, and I just, it, it, I, I do wonder like to me, this idea of going around to different buildings is a halfway measure that I don't really know why the NBA would take it. it. It makes more sense to me to try to convince the players association to do the bubble thing again um, and to do what they discussed. And I'd heard was going out there, which is this 20 game, 20 game, 20 game, have a bubble in Orlando with 10 teams, have a bubble in Chicago with 10 teams, have a bubble in Las Vegas with 10, maybe not the best place for it, but that's what I heard they were talking about for 10 teams Okay, play in these smaller venues um, and, you know, you play for what, a month and then you go home for two weeks. okay, or whatever to your families and you disappear and you come back. I know it's not ideal to do that and to have those breaks and to play a 60 game season and have people without their families. But at least it's somewhat controllable like this does. This feels to me like opening it up to what MLB did. And I don't know what the advantage is if you can't get fans in there anyway, like if you don't even, if you can't come up with a plan to get 5,000 people in the building. Okay. Which is basically what roughly, because the NFL is basically doing what they, they, I think they had 13 for the dolphin game. I was at on Sunday and it, it the place looked totally empty. Right. Yeah. I mean, it looked like dolphin games used to look right. It looked like a Canes game. Uh, they had like 13,000 people there, which is roughly what, like uh, 20% capacity. I mean, so NBA arena would be 4,000. Yeah. And Ethan, the thing is the players aren't going to get COVID from the fans. Right. Like, <laughs> that's right. not where they're going to get. They're going to get COVID from each other. And from when mm-hmm. they go home and they see their families and come back. Like, so like, I love the idea of like three separate bubbles and, but you can understand why the players are like, I'm not going to get sequestered again for two months. I'm not on a jury in a murder trial. Like, I'm tired of, like, you know, the, the guys who went through, I mean, the Heat and Lakers players the, and the Celtics guys and the Jazz guy, I mean, and the Nuggets guys are probably sick of this whole bubble thing. But mm-hmm. if you want to keep the players safe and you want to actually get a season in, you're going to have to do something of that nature because 
you know, and like I said, I'll get political tomorrow on the election night live stream with with us and balls. Well, by the time this airs, that'll be over. Oh, so you know, you, last you, night's you, you might be drunk and dead at that point. I don't yeah, know. that point. Like, not listen, really, this might be like the the posthumous episode of Alphonse. Yeah, Let's, after I've uh, done lines of cocaine off my TV while you know right. watching the democracy burn. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's. You know, you, with with the way COVID's going, this is not it's not going away by March. So you have to make the sacrifices if you want to have another season. The idea of them traveling around from city to city to play in front of five thousand people. First of all, the five thousand people, like I said, are not the ones getting the players sick. They're just going to get each other sick, right? So you're you're creating super spreader events. In, in NBA re- arenas and the guys are going to get sick just because of the nature of travel and the nature of the fact that the, the you know, the, the, the disease is running rampant. So, you know, it's either, and like, listen, they can roll the dice. I mean, the NFL season's going on right now and it's a cluster bleep, you know, uh, games are being played on Tuesdays and, you know, it's just, it's all over the place and y- you could try it, but, we all know what's going to happen. And like I said, the, the, the NBA is with the size of the rosters, unless they like, they got to increase like 20 man rosters if they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think you're right. I think they got to pull up some of the G league. I mean, you got to really seriously consider too. Like, does the G league go forward? Like, are you going to, are you going to get guys going from Sioux falls to the other side of the country to play those kind of games? I mean, there you don't really have a lot of fans, but <laughs> Is it worth it or is it just better to have developmental camps? I mean, these are all things to consider. All right. When we come back after a word from Manscaped, uh, we're going to talk about what we think is the most likely scenario. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know, Knicks are no good in the NBA. You're familiar with that? The Knicks are no good? Well, Knicks are no good when you're shaving certain parts of your body either. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. I never thought I would actually say that on a podcast and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean, premium, the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Make sure you trim yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. And now this is where I end my career. Your balls will thank you. And now back to the episode. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. So what, what do we think actually happens, Alf? I don't know, because, you know, if if. In a sane world, the the idea of the three different bubbles that they were talking about before with two week breaks and, you know, 20 games and, you know, treating, you know, treating these things like series and, you know, keeping it to, you know, small groups of teams makes the absolute most sense. Right. But I don't feel like we live in a sane world right now. And 
the idea of money, it, it comes before everything, right? And I'm not blaming the owners or the players. I'm, I'm looking at both of them and saying they're probably going to put money over everything because there are guys in the league that could take another year off or whatever and, and just – you know, or or don't care about a dip in ratings because they've made their money. But there are so many guys out there that are looking for the next big contract or looking for their first big contract, and they have to take that into consideration. And they have to take ratings and, and, and attendance and all these other things into consideration. So to me, the most likely thing is uh, I see an NBA and uh, a Major League Baseball NFL type route where they, you know, they go out there, they try to play in front of limited fans, roll the dice. We're going to get a bunch of COVID cases that probably increase the size of the rosters to make up for it. And we're going to get a watered down NBA season. Um, if you ask me, that's, that's what I see happening. And it's kind of a shame. I think once the players figure out kind of what the situation is about the money, that if they don't take the huge salary cap hit this year, that it's going to come the next year. And I do think some of it's going to come this year. It appears some of it's going to come this year. If they don't take the hit now, they're going to take an even bigger hit later. If they don't end up playing, then, (laughs) you know, the way that the owners want them to play to figure out a way to generate the most revenue, the salary is going to come down. They will bend. They bent in the bubble. Um, They finished the season when a lot of people didn't think they would finish the season. And ultimately, you know, it's going to come down to some money for the owners, but it's also going to come down to money for the players. They have a 50 50 rev share split. And so I think that the bubble idea is going to get more momentum, particularly if uh, COVID uh, gets worse, which I think we're all anticipating it's going to, particularly as it gets colder. Silver is aware of that. Unlike, you know, some in our government, Silver listens to doctors. And, and I just think that the, the scenario is going to basically be to the players look. We know you don't want to do this. Let's make it as palatable as possible. We're going to give you some breaks. Okay. We're going to trust you to stay in shape and everything. You're going to play these 20 game pockets. We're going to just try to get through this thing. We're not even going to worry about the fans, but you're going to need to commit to a bubble because we can't risk sending you around the country to play in empty buildings and potentially get COVID where players are going to be out. Okay. And we're not going to have a representative season and we may have to stop the thing in the middle. So at least with a bubble, he knows he can finish, right? They were able to finish. They were able to crown a champion. They were able to bring back some, not all, okay, not even close to all, but some of the revenue. And so I do think that's where this likely ends up. And I think that it's going to end up with bubbles before Christmas. I think that I know players are going to hate this, but I think players are going to end up reporting like this, I don't know, the first or second week of December. I, I really think if you look at the way they've pushed up the draft and now free agency, they're heading for this. I think that they're going to try to get into camps at the beginning of December. And then from there, um, you know, they, they will try to, you know, they'll, they'll try to start the season in these bubbles on December 23rd and, and basically make it a made for TV audience and just go about it that way. And the people I really feel sorry for Alf, and we don't talk about them enough. Um, we don't really have enough time to do it as we should here is the arena workers. We talked about it when, when the league shut down, but, I mean, there is a whole economy based around these arenas, inside the arenas and around the arenas. Now, you know, American Airlines Arena is a little bit unique in this sense because Bayside is basically a tourist trap, right? There's not a ton right around the arena. But some of these arenas, man, like, you know, I'm not a fan of Cleveland, but those bars around, you yeah. know, Quicken Loans, like uh, there's a lot of buildings. I mean, you know, United Center is in the middle of nowhere, but there, Milwaukee, the arena's downtown. Philly. Um, Philly, Indiana. 
I mean, Indiana, yeah. like, you know, I, it's not was I used to be called Conseco. I always get confused what it's called now. But like it, that building is right in the heart. I mean, Indiana, Indianapolis is not that big, but everything you want to do in Indianapolis is within three blocks of that building. And I, I, I feel bad for those people. I know the NBA cares about those people. They want to try to take care, but you just can't do it. You just can't. And it's it's not worth doing it to get 5000 people in there. It's just not. Um, and, and, you know, it's different at a football stadium, which most of those are outside the city. Like, you know, again, like Miami Gardens, where you just go out there and they can contain that situation and you can let 13,000 people in and the place still looks empty. Alf, when I parked at the game on Sunday, literally there was no one on the grass near me. I mean, it was just Sorry, like I saw your pictures. It was yeah, it was eerie. It was eerie for two is debut. Right. But yeah. for an NBA arena, they tend to be in condensed places with a lot of traffic. It's just I don't think you can do it. And I hate to say it, but I think you're looking at another year uh, without fans. I think we're not looking. You know, you're looking at basically back in October 2021 when things will get back to normal. So sorry to depress you. Um, again, if things didn't go a certain way in the election, this is Alf speaking from the grave. Um, check out our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Uh, use the code five on the floor and the code five RSN for manscaped.com. Shave your way to happiness. We'll be back soon. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Five.